Welcome to another thrilling episode. I hope it's thrilling anyway. Yeah, of Brain Talk Online with your boy, Tano Bam Francis, aka Saint. And I am with a woman of many hats and talents and passions. And she goes by the name of Miss Tato Kuti. What an honor and a pleasure. You know how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you this beautiful Friday I'm morning? Good. I am good. I'm alive. I'm alert. I'm awake. Uh, I'm feeling good. It's a good Friday. Yeah, man. I'm here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. This is certainly an honor and a pleasure. Just a mini icebreaker. <laughs> All right. Just a mini. Just because it's a casual Friday. All right. Okay. Sure. Michael or Prince? Uh, Michael. Michael. Yes. Michael Jacobin. <laughs> yes, yo. Do you know, like, yo, like, I, I feel like I can do the moonwalk, guys. I do it. I do it with my heart and in my head, and it, and it looks good. <laughs> sure. And I, like, knowing you, I certainly believe that maybe one of these days you will be like moonwalking on the moon if you keep at the pace at which you are going. <laughs> yes, man, we are trying. Hey, we must, we must go for everything for real. Hey, Moondev, you are certainly an inspiration to myself, and I know that you are to many others out there. So, if you could go on a date with anyone else, who would it be? Anyone? Anything for that matter. It could be a tortoise or I don't know a cartoon character. <laughs> Maybe it's Bugs Bunny. I don't know. <laughs> I would definitely have to be Casper Newvest. Oh my god! Like I am such a diehard fan. I really, really love him as as a person. I love him as an artist. I love him as a business um, as a businessman. Yo, that guy, guys. Yo, like the way I love him. I have the. I think the only fill up. Um, event that I missed out uh, was, you know, fill up Moses Mabida, you know, but like I've been here, I'm buying his music, so it would be great to dine with him. Ish, guys, make sure that Casper sees this, man. So we press buttons and make the moves that make the things happen. Please. Sure, so Please. you're saying, saying uh, the family tree bug uh, bit you. Yeah, yo, it it got me, and like I'm happy there, guys. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking at other artists. I'm just like, you know what? I'm here for the family tree. Also because I think I love how they have changed the whole scenery, um, you know, of of music, of hip hop, of how um, artists should be doing business as well, you know. Because I think in in previous years we've seen artists come and go. But they're not sustaining, you know, themselves or their lifestyles or everything else. So I think they have mastered, you know, the business of the art. So that's why I'm just like, hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. well articulated because I, I'm personally a, a Casper Norris fan, and this is due to, I think, his business acumen. You know, I too also like highly recognize him his business acumen and his staying power you know and also uh, understanding that he's a, also an independent artist so he's been very uh, progressive uh, in the music industry and very disruptive too 
you know, and yes. <laughs> sure. So yeah, I think this is very relevant for you, President of South Africa, for the day. Futitato is our president for the day. What does Miss Tato Mputi implement change about South Africa? Okay, um, access, you know, to opportunities for young people, especially um, young people of color, because we still see that, you know, as much as we are a rainbow nation, but the reality is that as a young black person, you struggle, you know, with, with, with accessing opportunities because of your skin color, you know, and for some people it would look like, ah, you guys are crying for, this is an excuse um, for laziness, you know, and, and the thing is I've seen young people in different spaces, how they work, how they, you know, their work ethic is at hundred, but if we could just open the doors, the right doors for them, you know, to start um, promoting the change, you know, and just doing the work that they're already doing, you know, in their different communities. So definitely getting rid of all those gokos and kulus in parliament because they, they, they somewhat, um, you know, holding us back, you know, in terms of innovative solutions. Cause I know, I know for real that young people have the innovative solutions, you know, to different problems that we are faced with. But if we are not allowing, creating a space for them to lead and show up, you know, the best way they know how, then we'll continue to have a, a rate of youth unemployment sitting at 65%, which is very ridiculous, right? Because also when you look at that 65%, we know that majority of that of, of the people making the 65% is black young people. You know, we're talking about graduates, we're talking about skilled people, we're talking about, I'm not even gonna touch on, 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 on young people with disabilities because there's just so many barriers for them, you know. So definitely doing away with, um, you know, old people to allow for the young minds and, you know, people who are still energetic to do the work, to actually do the work. Yo, Adrio, as in guys will go down if I am president. <laughs> and <Big>. like, yo. <laughs> Tato, it's done. Run yeah. for presidency, <laughs> you're getting my vote. You're oh, yes, please. Ballot. My vote is not a secret. Yes, <laughs> yes please. Yo, because, wow. <laughs> and I look forward to the day. All right. Uh, to conclude, um, our, our icebreaker picnic or movie oh picnic <laughs> <laughs> i am that right. girl i am that girl i love you know any chance i get to be somewhere in nature or just just to unwind i feel like we are consumed by so much technology you know so a picnic would like all day every day any day i am that girl i am down for you know sitting down just unwinding and not being disturbed i i would do a picnic any day so yes definitely a picnic definitely. Yo. Definitely. all right yeah and you, you've just triggered uh, a question in my mind you know uh, uh-huh. you are a sowetan right proudly sowetan yes right? awesome yes. born and bred in soweto and uh when you speak of soweto i think in everyone's mind comes uh what pops up is June 1976, you know, mm. um, uh, uprising and uh, 
via the protest uh, by the by the learners. Uh, yes. Now, uh, over thirty uh, over thirty years now since the incident, and uh, mm-hmm. how has so- Soweto transformed? Does Trau- uh, does Soweto afford you to go out and have a picnic? <laughs> how would you describe Soweto, a modern contemporary Soweto? Aish, guys, it's bittersweet, hey, because as much as I would love to go and go for my picnic, but there's still that element of safety and, you know, not feeling safe to walk in the street sometimes because you're a woman. And I'll share like my, my own experience where um, I'd have, so I'm a young woman with a disability, right? So you t- you find these people, these guys who have a fetish or you don't know what this is, but it's just behavior that is really, you know, that needs to be corrected. And they, they would be passing on, you know, comments, remarks, especially because I'm such an expressive person, you know, I express myself even with my clothing. Um, it would be like, yeah, you know, they'd, they'd be calling you stuff. But other than that, yes, um, Soweto has, you know, has has transformed over the years. And recently, I went on a tour, on a Soweto tour, um, you know, just to to understand the heritage better. And I'm realizing that there's so much, you know, that is not being said um, about Soweto, the great things about it, um, you know, the different innovations that came out or, you know, that, that, that are as a result of, you know, people in Soweto doing the work. Um, you know, there's there's a whole lot. You know, we only know um, about the uprising, you know, of Soweto. But if you actually take time to tour and visit, you actually get to see the different layers, you know, of our history, of our heritage, you know, that they are choosing not to, to, to show or to tell us, you know. And and for me, it was like a, a mind blowing experience. And and I and I made a promise to myself, I'm like anyone if almost everyone in my life because i don't really have a lot of like close people but those that that are in my life they will get to it to have this experience to go on these tours because um it's funny for me when i was talking to the tour guys like you know we usually have people from europe we have people from other provinces coming to you know have this tour and learn about soweto you know, and, and for me as a person who lives in Soweto to see sorry those to interrupt, places. Sorry to interrupt you, Tato. Uh, are they touring yeah. Soweto or touring Vilagazi Street? <laughs> Ooh, because that, that also, your, 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 they are touring Vilagazi Street, your Tano. Yeah. You know, but, but hey, guys, like. Is Vilagazi Street so a true reflection of Soweto? No. If I've been, if I go to. If I go to Bilagazi Street once, uh, uh, a night out with friends, with tourists, have I seen Soweto? No, no, you haven't. No, you. It's it's not. I think that's like the so so for me, right? I'm not saying this is what everybody else thinks, but for me, I feel like Bilagazi is just that uh, that small glamorous part of of, of who we are right and it's it's not it's not a true representation right because if you go to clip down it's an informal settlement right and looking at clip down also having caring so much of our heritage but seeing how people leave uh people still have commune toilets people don't have running water in their household right 
you go to Proteasa, it's an informal settlement. Like, like the way in which people are living, it's not great, you know. But if you're a tourist and you go there and you're like, oh, oh my God. So these people, you know, have their, their, their ducks in a row. But it's not really a true reflection. If we want to be talking about um, experiences of, of people in Soweto, let's, let's go in, you know, let's, let's go deeper. Even in there, in I think there's hostel. You know, I, I I recently found out the history behind the hostels, what they meant, and how you know there was segregation and how it was caused and everything. And for me, the whole time I'm thinking, yo guys, I'm such, I know this. And the first thing that would come to mind is if someone who's not from here would want to come to Soweto, I'd be like, let's go to be like a city, because that's how we are. That's that's you know that's. You know, that's how we've been programmed to say, if someone wants to come to Soweto and they want to learn about Soweto, take them to be like as a street. But there's other areas you can, can go into and actually see the reality, the lived experiences of, of our people. So, Tato, speaking about Soweto and particularly Uvilagazi Street, all right? So, uh, I'm always on these social media streets. And I came across an interesting post. Uh, from Zoleka Mandela, which you post, posted uh, sometime this week, right? And it goes a, as follows. Dear people that don't mind your own business, you've tagged mm. me on Twitter, both my Facebook accounts, on Instagram, and sent me WhatsApp messages. After my grandfather passed away, shit literally hit the fan. Things worsened after my grandmother's passing and I honestly can't believe that things have gotten worse after my mother's passing. My family is at war with one another. Why encourage the man to be part of a family that does not want, respect, love or recognize its own bloodline? When was the last time you saw any of us under one roof as a family? Not when there's pure hate and evil among us. Lives have been threatened by family members. Do you know that? Family has stolen, lied, and fundamentally disrespected and altered what I thought a family or our family stood for. What I thought we felt for one another, what we mutually cared for, as a result of greed, ill will, and spiritual sickness. We are not a family. I'm not the person you should tag. I don't know this man. I don't even know my own family anymore. Rather tag them. Lastly, you don't even know this man. You don't even know me personally or know a thing about what's really happening with my family. So please refrain from telling me how or how I should or shouldn't behave. I'm not asking for sympathy or understanding. I'm telling you to just mind your own business. And that was the pick that went along with uh, the post. That is what you see there. Oh yes. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. I saw this. Uh, emotional stuff coming out there, uh, maybe even yeah. private stuff. Um, but however, you know, Mandela is a public figure. The name itself, uh, yeah. you know, it cannot be avoided. <laughs> you know, so uh, your thoughts? Okay, I think for me, I I loved that post, right? Because it was honest. It came from from an honest place. And this is just a reflection of, you know, the different family dynamics. We we often told or taught, when you go out, 
we smile for the camera, we have this perfect family. But behind closed doors, there's a whole lot of things um, that are happening, you know, where we find that Umalume, uh, so-and-so, because they're the breadwinner, they will molest the children and no one will say anything. Where Ubaba or Umama is abusive. But when we go out, we can't portray that because that's not what people know us to be. I think for me, I, I understand and have feelings are valid. You know, it's okay to express yourself, especially because we're living in a world where on social media, you have to be this perfect figure. You, you shouldn't have flaws. For me, personally, I understand where she's coming from. And she has every right, you know, to speak out against things that she doesn't want, things that are making her uncomfortable, you know. Um, every family has its own thing, you know. And, and just because she is a Mandela, that doesn't mean um, she needs to take everything that has been thrown her way. If she wants, she wants to lead a private life. L- let her be. You know, just because she's a Mandela does not necessarily mean we all have access to her life. You know, we need to allow people to have their own privacy. Because if we can start going to every individual and start, you know, dissecting or looking at the family dynamics, there's a lot happening. You know, so like Agayegwe, you know. Okay, you heard it. Friend talk online first. All right. <laughs> Leave Golega Mandela alone. Right. And, and when you're speaking Mandela, right, or, or the surname, there's, there's some sort of title, right? And yeah. it has become a title. And I think there are many titles and labels that are attached to us that uh, we didn't ask for. You know? oh. And. Uh, what are the labels and titles that you attach to yourself that society is not giving you, but you proudly wear? Um, I think the first one is disruptor. Yo, like I, I can't sit in a place and be okay with how things are going if you know it, it brings injustice to me or it brings injustice to someone close to me. I, it is known, you know, everywhere I go, I, I am for disruption for a greater cause. You know, I, I usually say make them uncomfortable until they become accountable. You know, because I can't walk into a space and, and be all smiley, smiley, when in, in reality, what what is happening is cool. You know, it's crap, you know, it's demeaning. It's, it's not a true reflection of who we are as young as young people who i am as a woman who you know there's there's just your guys disruptor is is just me you know i'm all about changing and making people uncomfortable so that they can account you know that time of saying yes ma'am yes sir i i i do not subscribe to that anything that disturbs me disturbs my peace disturbs my mental health uh, my mental health i you know i I make sure that it's not that I am not about it. You know, so that's that's one. Um, another label. Oh God, there's so many. Um, yeah. So another one, but I think this this came natu- not really naturally, but because of you know this this body that that I have and the experiences that comes with it is you know being a disability activist for, for lack of a better word, but an advocate, you know, for persons with disability. Um, so I have always been vocal about the experiences of persons with disability because 
I have seen the injustices, you know, and as much as I have seen the injustices, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, the world owes me this. No, no, no. I go out and I create my own opportunities, but it's not every person with a disability who's able to walk out there and create their own opportunities, despite, you know, the barriers that, that are like structural barriers, um, no access, you know. So um, there is that title to me. And then there's Usek, Babes with Sex, yeah. because I, I speak openly about sexual and reproductive health um, rights and justice, because I understand that, you know, as a young woman, you need to at least have, you know, um, ownership of your body. You need to have ownership of what happens, like what do you choose to do with your body. And in that process, you still need, you know, to, to be able to access things like your contraceptives, your PEP, your PEP, without any hassle, you know. So I think I'll, I'll just hold it there for now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sure. Speaking about sexual reproductive uh, health, right, and uh, speaking about uh, activism, um, personally, like for me, you know, what led to my activism when it comes to, to drugs and substance abuse was my personal experience. And how much of your personal experiences and encounters and challenges have contributed into your activism look my my whole life is is you know has been centered around activism and i and i usually um say this when i was when i was when i was around nine and a doctor told me that i will not be able to walk so it means i need to go to a special school i think that's where my 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 thing of advocacy started because i refused to go to a special school because i believe that oh, there was what, nothing... disability affects the brain exactly and <laughs> and that time the issue was my head you know and i refused to attend um you know a special school because i was like i am going to continue um, with mainstream schooling for my own my own personal reasons because because i think i've always had the thing that we there's no need for us to be separated if we are we are all human right wow. so i think that's that's where my 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 activism started and in terms of sexual and reproductive health um so i come from a home where when a a, a girl is is around 16 and they have started their their, their periods they are taken for family planning it's not even consensual it's not even a debate you have to go right it's, it's like i grew up with that it was a family thing that jonga and if you start on your periods we take you for family planning and i didn't i didn't like it because i was like but i'm not active but to them it was not about that but i that's like that's a story for another day but so, no 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 let's stick there because personally <laughs> I'd recommend that. Like, I, I find what your parents did very commendable. And you certainly have your legitimate reasons as to why you didn't take uh, kindly to it or you found it offensive or, or maybe even uh, invasive, you know? And I really feel that they were having a conversation with you that parents don't black particularly african parents do not have with their uh, kids you know so i do want to say that 
we have come to the part of the show where maybe we might have to agree to disagree and <laughs> yeah. you know but uh did they give you reasons or try to explain without imposing themselves as to why they took it to the family and because i think sometimes the problem is not what we say or what we do but how we say it and how we do how it, right? it yeah yeah so, so my biggest thing tando was it was it was not even a discussion you know in my family it look Jonga, you are this age. This is what you're going to do, and no one, no one took time to actually explain why you have to do. It. So that's why I felt like, but what's the point? You know, because number one, I'm not, I'm not even sexual active. Um, guys, I, I play with dolls. I, I played until I was like around 18, and if a guy would ask me out, hey, Jonga, I would go and tell on you. You know, be like this guy is, you know, is, is giving me a problem and, and everything. Because I only started dating even at a later stage. So I think maybe maybe the approach, if the approach would have been different, then it would have been like a pleasant experience for me. And I would I would go, you know, um without without feeling so I'd I'd be direct there every month, you know, I'd be taking the yeah, we are going, we are going, we are going type of thing. But I'm really grateful for that, you know, because I think that's where the, the seed was planted um, uh, um, in me to say, okay, you need to take care of your reproductive health. But now the challenges uh, begin when now there's no no one taking me. And now, now out of my free will, I want to access the service, right? And you, you get to a healthcare uh, provider and they are like, what are you doing here? I mean, literally, legit, like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, mom, you're contraceptive. And then the next thing that follows is, but you are disabled. You know, so, so what that tells you is that we live in a society on, in communities that look at people with disabilities as people who can't or who shouldn't be sexual active. And, and for me, it became a problem. So that's why I, I went into the space of, of of advocating for access um, for sexual reproductive health rights services um, for, for 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 women, you know, for women with disabilities, for women of color, you know, to say, look, this is your basic human right. You know, if if I had the knowledge that I had then when I was faced with that with that situation, I would have dealt with it, you know, in a different way. But I just walked out shamefully so, right? Because imagine you know how public clinics are they are always yeah. full and if someone speaks to you in, in a set in a room filled with people you know and, and they're starting to make you feel so uncomfortable and i was like you know what guys i'm gonna leave you know but i later learned that actually i could have stood up for myself so yeah. that's why when i am educating i am advocating i am teaching the the, the, the women all the young girls that I get to work with say, look, this is your basic human right. You know, you have to access the services. Yeah. So it's been a, a bittersweet experience, but I'm but I'm very happy with, you know, how I've grown also in the space where I've moved from just talking about, you know, contraceptives, you know, to looking at or working with people who find solutions, you know, into addressing the whole HIV and AIDS. So it's really been a great experience. Yes, that was very 
insightful and yeah too much depth in in, in what you just shared uh which leads me to, to my next uh uh question i know very little about the l g b q i a plus right yeah alliances <laughs> and others yeah yes. okay so we don't know we don't see um the the members of the lgbti community because we live in a society that that is homophobic you know we live with a society where if it's not it's if it's not heterosexual they usually say if it's not the natural way then there's you know there's everything wrong with it um we hear people talking about how an african uh you know uh, the lgbti community is and also you know just people wanting to police people's experiences people's bodies that that is what is leading to us having so many conflicts around um you know the community how how pe- uh, people in the community are not being accepted and you also then find that it creates some form of um conflict even within the community you know because there's that backlash to say that they don't want us um you know and then where you find lesbians are not acceptive of bisexuals yeah you know so there's there's a whole lot of dynamics um to it but what i can say is we need to acknowledge that people have a right to decide for themselves to say hey i i as a woman i want to be with women or as a man i want to to you know to be associated or to have a relationship and be with a man you know and there's nothing wrong with it you know so the problem is that people feel good mm-hmm, this was not done uh, because because then the excuse would be but oh kokobet and mm. uh, they needed each other and we don't know because we are also not there mm. right type of thing rumor, so r- rumor has it rumor has it that uh the greatest leaders of all time were, were, were probably gay shark up one of them yeah. julius yeah. caesar hence h2 brute oh. and brutus being behind him like <laughs> yeah. conversation yeah. for another day all the gems and bombs dropping on me i definitely will take more time and effort and uh, yeah and familiarize uh, myself with, with, with literature I, I i used to as a kid love reading but I don't know what happened along the way Tato, you know but uh yeah I'll work on that what are your thoughts on uh, on spirituality are you affiliated with any center, uh, with any religion and how has uh, uh spirituality and religion contributed towards the betterment of society and even sometimes towards the social ill mm. mm. Um, so my my mother would usually say <laughs> to me there are topics that you avoid in life. Mm-hmm. You avoid a topic on sports. You avoid a topic on religion because it wow. gets very messy, right? Yeah. And I would I would rather say I am a spiritual being, like a spiritual person, as much as I believe in God, um, you know, the universe and, and everything. But yay hey spirit like i i think we need to move to get to a point where we understand that spirituality is not religion 
you know because i feel for me if we start looking or talking about religion then it it, it limits us you know to a certain degree because this religion has this belief this other one has this other belief and the other one has other beliefs and it which and the thing is with with religious people you know they you're the backlash there you can't even teach them anything because they will they will either quote a scripture or they will tell you about uh this and this person who did this and so this that you're doing is wrong so i think if people could you know could connect with their being you know and and just you know their higher power whatever that is we would we would really um live happily or or rather be in, in a harmonious um kind of state because if anything i've seen i've seen how how religion has broken people you know how it has separated families because this one in this family or they believe that this is the right way of doing things and if you come and you're like hey guys me i i, I speak on african spirituality um and then it, it creates it, it religion creates division right so people should move into the spiritual being you know move into the nothingness they you know we are hey, it's a it's a very it's a very hard topic and it it, it has different layers to it i, I love how you dissected it has, i love how you you dissected you know the layers and the nuances you know of of the religion so i will simplify it or make it even complex for you what do you believe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe in a God, right? And I acknowledge that I have ancestors, right? And I understand that there's a universe, right? And the universe conspires, right? So what you, what you throw out into the universe, the universe brings back to you and the universe supports you. And there is a God that that I believe in, uh, the creator of the heavens, of the earth, all things visible, visible. And I know, Uba, you know, my great great grandmothers, grandfathers, also form part of you know of this holistic support um, system, right? So, so that's me. Uh, and and for some people, it's very complicated. Like, can't you just choose one? And for me. It's like that's that's my trinity, right? That is my trinity. God, my sisters, and the universe. I get it. I get it. We're talking about threes and how. So that is my trinity. Sure. You know. So so that is where I am, and and I'm not recruiting people to be here. Um, this is just me, and and what I choose to engage in. Look, you know what I think. If I took this conversation any further, I'm going it. Yep, that's me. Yeah. Look, it's a Friday. <laughs> I'm going out to play. All right. Oh, look at wow. That's how wow, the features look bright. so I've done my part for the day. Thanks to you, Mputitato. Like I, I'm wishing you all the best in your endeavors, and thank you for blessing us and taking it on that hot seat. You'll be blessed and have yourself a super fantastic weekend, right? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a great pleasure having this conversation with you. And people must like, subscribe, and then comment, and then hit that bell, guys. Hit that bell so that you get notified when uh, these conversations come up. So 
Thank you. Well, with that said, in, uh, can you give us your social media links? Okay, so on on Instagram and Twitter, it's underscore mputitato, one word. Uh, and then on Facebook, it's mputitato. Um, you can follow my, my organization page, it's, uh, it Enabled Enlightenment. Uh, uh, I think Tando will share those uh, on the caption as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Tando. It's been great. Sure. And I'm, I'm certainly having you back on the show. Toodles! Yes. Love and <laughs> life.